Hey, looky here. It's me, Scott, the DM for Arcosaur D&D. I know you want to listen to our adventuring shenanigans, but I want to let you know about our dice game, Sea Maiden's Bounty. Sea Maiden's Bounty is a set of three dice games where you bet pirate treasure playing until there's only one left with all the coin. You can play Sea Maiden's Eyes, making bets and risking not to bust out. Sea Maiden's Bounty is a poker-style game that is played with dice instead of cards. Then there's Sea Maiden's Bones, where players make bets to see who rolls the highest out of three rolls. The great thing is, this game is already out. I mean, seriously, right now, you can go online, look it up, it's already there. And you can check it out at ArcosaurTT.com and buy a copy today. Now, let's get back to the game. Hey, this is Scott, co-founder of Arcosaur Tabletop and DM of the Arcosaur D&D podcast. I'm just wanting to take a minute to let you know that our website, ArcosaurTT.com, is up and running, and we also opened up a merch store that can be accessed through our website. We have lots of fun stuff, hoodies, shirts, um, well, let's see, an adventurer's pack, uh, 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 what else, what else, what else, uh, uh, tumblers, uh, a cup, we have a cup, it's a really nice cup, you need to buy the cup. So, um, yeah, drop by and check it out for yourself. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This podcast may contain material not suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. So, uh, this is going to be a shorter sec- second segment because we've uh, we ran a little bit over our normal break time um, from the first segment. So, leaving the spider's cave, you make your way back out of the forest. Um, you don't encounter anything. Actually, the the woods are eerily silent all the way back out. <clears throat> you make your way up to the the little farmhouse that is outside of the of the forest where you know the family lives and it is well into the night probably about 10 11 o'clock with an unconscious kid slump no slumped uh, across your shoulders or if you've handed him off to Zillathar for Zillathar to carry um, yeah I gave him back to Zillathar to carry you, Zillathar will willingly carry the boy you approach the the house. Um, there's a lamplight inside, but the rest of it is the rest of it is darkened out. And you hear, um, you know, no movement from inside. I knock on the door. Um, after knocking on the door, you hear footsteps. You just rapidly approach. Door opens, and it's the father. And he goes. Ah, uh, thank God you're back. Okay. Um. Yes, come, come inside. Come inside. Is 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 he safe? Is he okay? He's, he's alive. Uh, he's alive. He's just poisoned. So any antidote around would be helpful. Like now. Very. He looks over. No, he looks at his, like. His, I he, think we ran out of healing magic on, on the trip here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mr. Mr. 
Seamuson looks over at his son Simon and goes, "Oh my, um, bring him over here, bring him over here." And he he goes o- he goes into the bedroom, like he gestures over towards the fireplace, um, goes into into his bedroom and says, and says, "Maribeth, Maribeth, wake wake up. He, he's he's back, but he needs you. Wake up." And she rouses and gets out, of, hops out of bed. Um, he comes back out with a. Uh, about three or four blankets and lays them out in front of the fireplace and says, lay him here. The, the warmth will help him. You, I, I lay him down on the blankets next to the fire and Zothar will then just kind of sit next to him and just start pulling out all the spider glands he's collected. Yeah. Um, the mother Meredith or Meribeth, she rummages through a cabinet and finds, uh, no, and pulls out a couple small vials, or no, a, a couple bottles, essentially. <laughs> um, brings them over in, over to the table in the living room or in the kitchen, you know, dining area. Um, takes a small cup and puts a ratio of the two mixtures in the cup and swirls them together real quick. Runs over to her son, kneels picks up his head, props it on her knee, and then starts administering the the antivenom to him. And uh, nothing seems to happen. Uh, can I medicine check? You can. Uh, I have a plus one to medicine, so 18. 18. Um, with an 18, while you were carrying him, his breathing was shallow and ragged, and his heartbeat was so faint you could just barely feel it. Um, you can't really get in to, you know, check a pulse, which his mother's already doing. But okay. you can hear that the breathing has gone from shallow and ragged to more stable it's still shallow but it's stable and starting to get a little bit stronger I uh, Zeltar will ask does he need more he will but we have enough for now Um, I I hand over four of the venom glands minus the fangs he he looks at it in shock. He's like, you, you've gathered these for us? Uh, yeah, most of them. Considering kind of blew up the cave. Oh, well. Not, not literally blow up, but like blow up as in everything in there's dead. Well. Or at least 90% of it. <clears throat> that is more... There was this weird... Uh, I also pull out the head of the giant corrupted one that I took. This guy was in there. Yeah. Um. He could talk in my head. Yeah. When you say you pulled that out, you kind of walked over to the door, reached outside the door, and then picked it up and brought it in. Yeah. And they don't recoil in terror. They're just like, oh, <coughs> that's different. And like that. That's the look that you get on their faces. Is, oh my. Uh, what is this? Um, 
we haven't seen, and now that you have it in like proper light, you actually see that the head of this thing is pretty darn scarred. Like, it's been through some crap. And, uh, they, they say, we've never seen this one before. Well, it's kind of dead, so. Well, yes, obviously can't be without a, some sort of body and circulatory system. Um, but how can it talk in my head? It did what? Yeah, it talked. It, it was psychic. Odd. None of the things in this wood can do things like that. Yeah, it did. <clears throat> Since yeah. I have its head, you know, cut off, can I, like, just, like, turn around, look at the broken neck part, and, like, can I see its brain or whatever? Um. Anything inside the broken neck part? Like, do I have access to, like, the back of the skull, and, like, can I, like, see the brain? Um, no, it's... Because it's it's basically you you've snapped it off at the segment point, so it you you still have like some gross stuff to get through in order to get to the brain. You'd actually have to remove the back of the head in order to do that. I just Zothar kind of thinks for a second. Do spiders even have brains in like their head, or is it like in their ass, like um, like their hearts? Sure, Nature check. He's asking this question out loud. I know, but still make a uh, nature check. Crit fail. Crit fail. Um, maybe it's held in their ass. You don't really know. Um, I I'm convinced it's no, no. If their heart's in their ass, their brain has to be in their ass. Yeah. Um, Solaire, you're thinking that Solaire is like, um, but yes, I don't think so. Yeah. You rolled off. No, you rolled off. A... You're agreeing with me. <laughs> no, you no, so, crit so, failed, so and you before. absolutely think it's in its butt. Yeah, yeah. Solera's like, I uh, don't know. I don't think so. Um, you know what? They're the like, spider experts. Uncertain. Let's ask them. <laughs> yeah, with with William, he, he goes. Well, that would be a question for for Meribeth. Um, then she looks over and says. Yes, the brain is held in the head cavity. Okay. Uh, I'm going to very delicately remove, like, the back part and see if I can look at its brain. Just because, like, if it has big brain power, maybe its brain is weird. Okay. Um, You take and... and you I, I want to do it as, like, delicate... I'm, I'm doing it as delicately as possible as not to ruin my trophy. Okay. Um... <laughs> You start to do that inside, and they go, maybe you should take that outside. Yeah, let's take the small lantern, and we'll have light, and you can use my tinker's tools to very carefully cut the chitin off the back of the head. Um, Alright. Yeah. I'll do that. So, um, I think I've got, like, a essentially a keyhole saw amongst the tool set. Yes. Um, you get, you take it outside and you, um, Solera, are you staying out there with him or? Yeah, I'm holding the lantern up and passing him tools. Yeah, Mithril is staying inside with the family. Um, you take and it actually is rather easy. You don't even have to do the whole sawing thing like Solera is saying that you, that you need to do. 
Um, uh-huh. You kind of roll it back like the skin of a banana. And it gross. It, it, yeah, it makes kind of like popping and crunching sounds you do. But um, you finally get it up and you and you see like the back innards of the of the head and it's it, it's gross and squishy. Um, some of it sloughs out, leaving a, a hollow area. But the brain cavity is actually rather fascinating. Um, but yet again, you don't know what a spider brain is supposed to look like. Like, is it supposed to have all these black lines around it? Huh. Like the, the Slayer's just gonna look at it and kinda, go, I don't think that's normal. Yeah, like, like the brain is supposed to be like this. You're assuming like the rest of the flesh is like kind of like this this squishy gray color and yet it's got these like shots of black throughout the brain. Yeah, Solaire's just going to say I don't think that's normal. And is there any like weird squiddy squeeze thing in there? Like possibly a tadpole looking thing? Oh, who's going after the Um you want to do just an invi- inspecting the brain. Give me like, an investigation. Like visual. What is, yeah, what's definitely weird with this thing? I was almost another nat one, but it, <laughs> but it just barely rolled onto a nineteen, which is flat. Okay. <clears throat> um, with a nineteen, you you taken very delicately. Like like when I say delicately, is like you give it you give it a rough shake. And you hear some like popping sounds and then you rotate it upward with your hand underneath it and the whole brain just in your hand. Just like just falls in your hand with this sloppy sound. And you're looking at it and you see no little little wormy worm or any kind of parasite. But you see now the brain in full is just covered in these black veins. It doesn't make the brain black, but it's it's covered in this these black veins. And the brain's almost smooth. I'll call for uh the woman, uh Meredith, whatever her name was. And Maribeth. Maribeth. I'll call for Maribeth to come out here and uh take a look at this because I don't I'm not sure if it's if this is exactly normal, but I'm pretty sure I've never I've seen a lot of brains, never a spider brain, but a lot of the most of the brains I've seen never had this. Mm-hmm. Um, when yeah. you peek your head into the into the door, they have taken and tucked him in next to the fireplace. Um, his skin has started to uh, go from that kind of ashy blue, um, more back towards uh, more the back towards a pink tones, and you can see that he's now taking nice, deep, strong breaths. Um, but it's still going to take him time to recover. Um, Maribeth looks over at Will, at William and says, "Would you mind staying with?" And he goes, "Yes, yes, yes. Go, go. Um, more important things, I guess." And she goes, "Yes." Gets up, comes out, and says, "Oh, what seems to be? Oh my God!" Yeah, that's not normal, is it? No. Usually, the brain is completely smooth and gray. Zilthar's just like poking, like the black 
weird vein things with one claw. Like, not hard enough to puncture it, but, like, just poking it, seeing it, how it feels. It kind of wiggles around like a bowl of jello. <clears throat> that is seriously gross, Bill. He laughs. <laughs> he finds it hilarious. Um, But she, she looks it over in your hand and says, That's very strange. We... We might want to report this. Um, yeah, and she like runs back inside. A few minutes later, comes back out with a with a letter. Can you take this into town and drop it into the post so that it can go to um, the Lord Regent of this island? Yeah. Oh. Um, Wait, isn't Lord Regent uh what's his to... bucket? Uh, that like the new what's his bucket from the manor. Is he isn't he Lord Regent or is he just a big noble? No, he he just a noble. Okay. Soler, <clears throat> yeah, seeing the letter, goes, "Oh yeah," and pulls out of her pouch the uh, the the uh, uh, adventuring request. Oh, uh, the writ. Yeah. I think, yeah. I go. Oh yeah. I think you need to sign this before we head back. Just oh um. Yes, sure. Uh, just give it here, please. Yep. And she she heads back in. Um. And about three or four more li- minutes later, comes back out with not only that signed writ, but four tinctures of anti venom. And she goes, you've brought to me enough that I can make about 20 times this. Wow. Uh, okay. Thank you. That actually takes very little of the venom, especially if it's fresh like this, for me to make a potent serum. So. Right. Uh, I hate to trouble you any further, but do you have like an ice chest or something? Like There's a portable ice chest? I care about. Um, that this thing could fit into for us to transport she, it. She like, looks at it and goes, well, I don't want this to, de- I don't want it to decay too fast because we probably need to show someone it. Well, where we stored your horses, um, the little barn in the back, that's, uh, <coughs> there's a crate in there, but we have nothing to keep anything cold. Uh, I was thinking um, more along the lines of keeping it contained and not so it'll, so it won't, like, leak. Okay, real, real quick, what what are you what are you asking for? Because you're, you're now confused. Basically, basically, basically a cooler, to, so the brain don't don't rot too quickly. Something to put inside the crate and then insulate said crate with straw. Oh yeah, something that the the that's more than brain cap- won't leak out of. Yeah, that's 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 more why than... I was saying like a small pot she didn't care about. Yeah, that, that's that's more than capable. Um, and she'll even, she'll even give you a, a pot that she doesn't care about that you can put into the crate to carry with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Put, put it in the pot, fill it with like cold water or something. Yeah. And suspend uh, the brain in water. And then yeah. Cause the, yeah. there's, Seal there's no real true cold water here. <laughs> there's no ice. Oh, the well water. Yeah. 
put a little bit of well water in it to help act as an insulator. Oh, and then uh, okay. Hold on, hold on. I I got an I got a cool I got a cool idea. I got a cool idea. Okay. This is an actual thing. So basically, you put it in the box. Well, we'll put it in just a metal pot for uh, first off. We yes. bury it, burn the ground above it super hot, because the heat will then get sucked out of the ground, super cooling the pot. This is an actual thing in thermodynamics. <laughs> I saw it on Mythbusters. It works. And I got Mold Earth and Firebolt, so we good. So, would that essentially act like general repo gentle repose on the brain? At least a minor version of it? Because uh, it super cools the pot. I can pick it up. You know, probably keep it sealed in dirt using Mold Earth. Put it in the crate. So then, you know, it's super cold and it'll take a while for the cold and, like, heat to get back to it. Because it's covered in so many layers. That would take a lot of time and you, you guys are getting pretty tired. It'd probably only take like an hour or so. So. Okay. Um, I guess they'll, fire, they'll agree uh, to do that and Firebolt, I'll, I'll do it. Alright, they'll, they'll they'll agree to, to help you to do that. So, you know, let's say that that gets done. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll do that. So, well, this brain will not rock. does that, I make an insulated area inside the crate she talked about and stick that in the back of the cart. Okay. Um, during that period of time, she offers to let you... Like, they don't even have enough room in the house to accommodate all three of you. Um, but she does, uh, offer the hayloft in the, in the small barn area. Yeah. Silithar will go with that. Okay. Yeah. So, that. so does Solaire and she's like, Mithril can share her bedroll. All right. Um, and so you go up to the, to the top of the barn and, uh, you know, get everything rolled out and lay down and start to go to sleep. Is there anything you would like to do right before going to bed? Uh, Zilthar will probably like. Flare's just going to use a... mending on her gear. Okay. Because puncture wounds. <clears throat> Zilthar will probably just take a piece of wood and just like right in draconic like basically plans for what he has for the items he has uh basically plans for weapons he's gonna make okay okay so borrows the scribe tool from solaire's tinker's kit i was thinking more like he just uses his claw to scratch in the wood <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a freaking animal <laughs> alright um, that takes you an extra like maybe 20-30 minutes yeah well <laughs> that's fine with layer fixes her gear and has rolled out the bedroll 
Okay. Um, <coughs> so you all go on ahead and uh, get a, a decent night's rest, night's waking sleep. up at about 11 o'clock in the morning. Sleeping yeah, you... a little bit late. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean we went you... to bed at around 2 a.m., so. Yeah, so. But we still get our long rest. Yep. And um, you wake up, stretch, a little bit sore because you were sleeping essentially on hay on a floor, um, dusting the the hay dust off of you and getting ready well, to. Well, I was on top of a bedroll. Well, still, there's so. some there's hay dust up in that loft. It's just it happens. Yeah. Um. Pack up and head out. Yep. And you start to pack up, and Mithril, who is oddly enough awake before all of you, sitting, cleaning her nails while sitting in the at like the that opening that you put the hay in the hayloft with, and just looking down, looks back out, sitting on a hay bale. Looks back over at the two of you and says, Well, we have company, loves. And that's where we're going to end this session for the day. Oh, no. Yay. Do we get a level? Um, Because I don't think we leveled up last time, so... And it's like every two sessions, right? Um... At this point, yes, you do gain another level. You'll be level Yay. nine this next session. So, uh, <coughs> until next time, gonna keep having fun and venture on, my friends. Bye. Bye. Hello, Scott here with Arcasaur Tabletop. Thank you for listening to Arcasaur D&D, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. You can follow our content by going to arcasaurtt.com. That is A-R-C-A-S-A-U-R-T-T dot com. And peruse our website for more content, games, and merch. Please give us a review and be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe through your platform of choice. You can listen to us on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening.